This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Now, tonight, I want to talk about nine statements in Acts confirming the Holy Spirit at work in the church. Now, that there are nine statements that when Luke wrote the book of Acts, that he kept on saying them. And that he was showing that God is at work, you know, even as he's building his church. Now, this ninth statement, it's like a thread running through the book of Acts. So we will be going through them. And then all nine of them are talking about one thing. You know, and look here, he's showing that God is at work and God is building his church by his spirit. And he's like saying that just like Jesus promised that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, that Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, this is what uh, Luke is showing to the church, you know, that the Holy Spirit is at work and he is building the church. And you know, what we will gain out of these statements is this, that when God is building his church, and just like God was building his church then, in the first century, and over the, over the years, and even now, he is still building his church. Yeah, that his church will never go under. His church will prevail. His church will, will stand. And you know, come to think about through history, how many things happened to the church? And what happened to the church? And how many attempts were there on the life of the church to destroy the church? You know, to... Uh, to stop the church, to stop the working of the church. But the church, even today, is still standing. Now, we have situations whereby the buildings where the church gathered were bent down, were torched down. We have situations whereby Christians were martyred, they were killed for their faith. We have situations whereby uh, the church was infiltrated to try to um, you know, to water its message down, that it would not be as effective as it's supposed to be. You know, but every time God is raising up you know, the church and also the power of the church, it's working. Why? Because the church is the it's a supernatural entity. You know, it's not natural. It's not like we decide together or we will gather together. We will be there together, and uh, you know, as we gather together, things will be working. You know, that oh, since we have decided to gather together, that's it's not about that. You know, it's that God is building His church. He's building His church, and the gates of hell, you know, the 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 roadblocks of the enemy, of Satan, will never stop the church. 
And so here Luke is showing the same thing, you know, that it was the Holy Spirit working in the lives of believers. And thank God that the Holy Spirit has not left. Uh, when Jesus went, he didn't leave with the Holy Spirit. In actual fact, 40 days later or what, uh, uh, 10 days later, the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost and uh, but the people were, were, were empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we see here. So in the beginning, Jesus said that you shall not go out until you are enjoyed with power. And he said that he promised them the Holy Spirit. And, and, and he says, don't go and do ministry. Don't do anything until the Holy Spirit comes upon your life. Now that shows the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I mean, Jesus, being Jesus, could have said that, you know, we don't have much time. Uh, we have a lot of ground to cover. People out there need to know about, uh, that, about Christianity, about that I came and I died. And so wherever you are, please, as soon as I'm gone, please, everyone, go into your little corner you know, actually go into different lands. And no, he didn't say that. Uh, he said that wait until you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So he knew that uh, the Holy Spirit in the lives of his apostles, the disciples, that was important. Uh, that he knew that they, they, they couldn't make it without the Holy Spirit. Uh, that they needed the Holy Spirit in their lives. And so, they were not supposed to move without him. Yeah. They were not supposed to go ahead and do ministry without him. And that shows the importance of the Holy Spirit. So, if the Holy Spirit was important then, the Holy Spirit is important even today in our lives. Now, let's look at Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to verse 5. The Bible says, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. In actual fact, it was about 10 days uh, from the time that he spoke you know, until the day of Pentecost came. And so he says that you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will be uh, you know, covered wholly with the Holy Spirit. So the, the, uh, the way that he uses here, that just like John baptized with water, you know, that he covered you wholly with water, that you will be covered with the Holy Spirit. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so that is saying that they were to have the fullness of the Holy Spirit in their lives, you know, that they were not just to have, a, a, you know, a, a bit of the Holy Spirit, but they were to allow the Holy Spirit to come fully in their lives. 
And that is very critical in our Christian work, uh, that uh, we need really the, the fullness of the Holy Spirit in our lives, uh, that we be covered with the Holy Spirit. In other words, we need to, be, to get into the river of the Holy Spirit. And at one time, Jesus talked about the well. He says that uh, the Holy Spirit will be like a well, you know. And then uh, later on in John chapter 7, verse 37, it's, it talks about the rivers of living water, you know, which he spoke of the Holy Spirit, which he will, uh, the disciples will receive then. You know. So right there in John chapter 4, it says it's a well. You know. So don't be happy that you have received a well. You know, a well is just limited amount of water. But uh, you need to get into a point whereby a well is so full that it starts to flow. You know, it overflows. Now it becomes rivers. And so it, when, when he says you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and uh, not many days here, he was talking about that the Holy Spirit will come and will just overflow you. Now also think about this, that when he compared uh, John baptizing with water, it was not at the pool, a swimming pool somewhere. It was at the river. And so when they were going to be baptized by John, there was a sense of abundance of water you know, flowing and John baptizing them uh, in that. So he's bringing that sense when he talks now about the Holy Spirit. He says that you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So in other words, don't limit the Holy Spirit in your life, you know, but be there to allow the Holy Spirit. And we need to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us in different areas in our lives. You know, when we are discouraged, we need the Holy Spirit to really encourage us you know, that we drink more of the Holy Spirit we go deeper into the Holy Spirit. You know, when we are sick, we need the Holy Spirit to help us, empower us. You know, when negative thoughts come uh, in our minds, uh, we need to uh, depend upon the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is really working in different ways in our lives. You know, when we don't know, a way forward. We don't have a way forward. We don't know what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. We need the Holy Spirit to be coming through in our lives and ministering unto us. And so that is very much important to understand. So he promised them, he says, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit we see here that superseded the national agenda and the national pride. You know, that these uh, apostles were Jews and they were concerned about Israel, about Judaism. You know, and so they asked Jesus in verse 6, so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Yeah, so they're talking about nationality, nationalism, you know, national agenda. And so Jesus said to them in verse 7, 
It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. He says it's not for you to, understand, uh, to know all these things, but he draws them to what is important and which is what we are focusing on today. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You see, when he says, but, you know, he's saying that there is one thing that you're talking about. You're talking about uh, you know, the national agenda. You're talking about that the time that uh, God will restore the kingdom to Israel. He says, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. Then now he brings the attention. He says, but, you know, what I'm really talking about is that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So the Holy Spirit was to empower disciples to spread the gospel. The Holy Spirit was to help disciples to spread the Holy Spirit, so this, uh, to, uh, to, to spread the gospel. So this means that we are to rely on the Holy Spirit for our Christian lives and also for our ministry. That I cannot live my Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit. It is impossible. You know, why? Because Christianity... It's a supernatural life. You know, it's not that, oh, okay, I used to belong to this religion, now I am a Christian. It's not about that. You know, but it's a change of life. And so we need just, you see, we, we are born again by the Holy Spirit. So just like we are born again by the Holy Spirit, we will continue to be Christians by the Holy Spirit. And so... I might not know your situation, what you're going through, what you're tired of, you know, what is happening in your mind. I might not know, but I encourage you that whatever that you're going through, your concerns, you know, things that you're concerned about, you know, that tonight before you go to bed, whisper a prayer to God and say, Holy Spirit, may you help me in this situation. You know, I am not sure about this. I am not sure about that. But I know that you are there to help me. You are there to guide me. You are there to lead me. You know, you are there to go with me. You know, and so the Holy Spirit will be there for you. So no arm of the flesh can take center stage you know, in spreading the gospel. Jesus said that I will build my church. And so no arm of the flesh can take the, uh, uh, the center stage. Now, what am I saying here? I'm saying that you know, nobody can say, oh, it is my power. It is my strength. It is by my strength that I was able to do this. You know, we need to understand that it is the Holy Spirit you know, who will help us. And so uh, as Jesus promised in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, the Holy Spirit came. And we read, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. 
and it, it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Yeah, they were not even standing. They were sitting. But the Holy Spirit came and filled the entire house and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterances. Yeah, so they began to speak in other tongues. So speaking in tongues, uh, it is not a, you know, a gibberish thing, you know, whereby people are saying you're speaking you know, words that, are, that do not have any meaning, any sense, or anything. You know, speaking in tongues is a spiritual thing. I believe in that. You know, and, and we should not just relegate it to, oh, it's one of uh, the thing that these people think that they have, which has no meaning. No, it has meaning. You know, it is powerful. You know, it is impactful. I believe that when I pray in tongues, you know, that the power of God is working. Now, uh, when they spoke in other tongues, there was no need to speak different languages. Yeah. And, and so you ask yourself, why then uh, did God give them tongues? Tongues was a supernatural thing. It was the, the language of heaven. It is still the language of heaven. Yeah. And, and so uh, they spoke in tongues. And, and somebody said, oh, but pastor, later on in this chapter, we see people saying that, why are we hearing them speaking uh, our own language? Now, here is the point. If those people did not know the spoken language at that time, the Aramaic or the Greek that was widely spoken, then uh, why would they then come to Jerusalem? to celebrate Pentecost. Yeah, they came there because basically, you know, it's, it's because they were either Jews or proselytes. So they knew the language that was spoken there. Yeah, and besides that, they knew the uh, general language. So there was no need for them, for the disciples to speak different languages. Yeah, and so we cannot tie the Holy Spirit to the people speaking, you know, they are different languages. You know, like somebody said that, you know, when the Bible talks about tongues here, it's referring to that, oh, you will speak a different language that you have never learned. But that's not what we see in the Bible. There was no need for them to speak those languages. You know, but uh, what happened? It was they spoke in tongues. And so, uh, which is a miracle. But in the, uh, on the side of the recipients, there was another miracle you know, that uh, those who were listening, they had. Now, that's why they said, and these Galileans, and these you know, Jews, you know, why are we hearing them speaking uh, our own ethnic languages? You know, so, and the second miracle was that the hearers were hearing a group of them, everyone speaking in their personal language. So the miracle was in speaking, and the other miracle was in hearing. Two miracles that were happening then. You know, but the point that I'm driving home here is this, that it is a supernatural thing 
You know, speaking in tongues is supernatural. It is not natural. You know, it, is, it comes because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So what uh, the Bible here is emphasizing is that what was happening was the supernatural working of the Holy Spirit. And so I pray that we would also cooperate and work with the Holy Spirit in our lives, you know, that we will be able to share and to work, you know, we'll be able to, to uh, you know, to, to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, that we'll be able to do what the Holy Spirit is saying unto our lives. And so we see here that the waking of the Holy Spirit is important in our lives. Hallelujah. And so they said that, you know, the Bible says that they spoke in tongues. Yeah. And, uh, and then on that day, you know, people got saved and the church grew. So it grew because there was the Holy Spirit waking. Yeah. And Luke shows that the Holy Spirit progressively worked with believers to build the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, that the Holy Spirit was working with believers. Yeah. So this is confirming that Jesus keeps his promises, that I will build my church, and definitely he was building his church. And when I look at these scriptures, it should actually help me to see that, you know, God is working in my life. You know, God is working in my spiritual life. God is working with me. And so there are nine statements, as I promise you, that shows that. So the first one we see in Acts chapter 2, verse 41, it says, So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls that there was a growth of 3,000 souls that was added on that day. Yeah. And how did it come about? It came about because people, because the Holy Spirit was working with believers. Yeah. And we see also the second statement in Acts chapter 4, verse 4. Yeah. And it says, the Bible says, but many of those who had the word believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000 of them. You know, this is after a miracle that happened. A man who was born lame and who could not walk, that supernaturally he stood up. Uh, Peter and John said to this man that silver and gold we don't have, but what we have, we give it unto you. So they had the Holy Spirit. You know, that's what they had. And said that what we have, we give it unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the man leaped and walked, entered into the temple, and he was praising God you know, all this time, thanking God for what God had done for him. You know, so, and uh, after all of that, you know, uh, 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 Apostles, or rather John and, 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 
and Peter were arrested, were brought before the Sanhedrin, you know, and they defended the gospel uh, that we will, we will continue to see. And people and get at, you know, and uh, uh, they said that it is not by our own power and strength that this man is working. You know, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is alive. And so, uh, why the Holy Spirit is important in our lives? Because it is Jesus working in our lives. You know, that Jesus is working by his Spirit through the Holy Spirit. And so, when I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I now see the working, or I begin to see the working of the Holy Spirit in my life. You know, so, we see that happening. And so the third statement now is in Acts chapter 6. We see that he started in Acts chapter 2, came in chapter uh, uh, 4. Now it comes in chapter 6, verse 7. You know, and the Bible says, and the word continued to increase. And the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of priests became obedient to the faith. This is after they were silenced and said that don't speak about this name anymore, the name of Jesus. Yeah, and uh, Peter said that, man, uh, tell me, who should we obey? Should we obey you? Should we fear you or fear God? Yeah, and they said that, let it be known to you, whatever you have decided, whatever you have said, whatever you have concluded on, we will rather obey God. And so they, 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 they determine that we will obey uh, God in their lives. Yeah. And God, the church grew when they saw the power of God working. And the Bible says that even priests, I mean, priests are so committed to the sacrifices and to all that was happening around the temple. Yeah. But now, they now begin to follow Jesus Christ. And a number of them believed in the Lord Jesus. They became obedient to the faith. And so uh, here, Paul, I mean, uh, Luke is showing that, you know, the church was growing, you know. And from chapter 6, now we see the fourth statement in chapter 9. You know. And uh, the church experienced persecution, and the apostles, or rather, a lot of Christians spread out. They ran away from Jerusalem. Philip went to Samaria and preached the gospel there. And others too in other uh, far-flung areas preached the gospel you know, until it, it reached to uh, the area of Cyrene you know, in Africa, one of the African uh, uh, islands there. And the way uh, you know, people, the Cyrenes received the way you know, black people received the word, and they began to spread, spread the gospel. Yeah. And look at what it says here in Acts chapter 9, verse 30, 31. It says, so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied that it continued to grow you know, in Judea, in Galilee, in Samaria. You know, 
that the church began to go, grow. So, so in other words, they have now fulfilled the three parts. Uh, Jesus said that you shall receive the Holy Spirit and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, you know, in Judea, and in Samaria. So all those three areas, they were in Jerusalem, now the, the word ministered there. They were in Judea, you know, the word ministered there. They were, uh, you know, so in Judea, it spread out to Galilee. And also in Samaria, the third area that Jesus said, that, you know, Samaria, you know, now it was now reaching out to the uttermost parts of the earth. You know, and so the Bible says that, uh, you know, there was peace. After persecutions, there was peace because the word continued. And he says, and working in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, uh, that uh, the church was working in the fear of the Lord and the church was working in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. You know, working in the fear of the Lord and also in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. You know, so there was the Holy Spirit uh, comforting them, working. You know, and he says that the church multiplied. So the fifth statement here, it's in Acts chapter 11 and verse 21. Yeah, and so the Bible says, and the hand of the Lord was with them. You know, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. Yeah, these are the uh, Syrians that I was talking about earlier on. Yeah, that I love this. It says, the hand of the Lord was with them. You see, when we, 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 we focus on the work of God, we do the work of God, our hearts are in serving God, in serving, you know, his plan and purpose. What will happen is that uh, the Lord, the hand of the Lord will be upon us. You know, the hand of the Lord will come upon our lives. And people will come to the Lord. People will be turned to the Lord. People will be touched by the power of God because the hand of the Lord is with us. Yeah. And now we go to Acts chapter 12 and verse 24. Yeah. And it's still the same thing. It's a sixth statement here now. It says, but the word of God increased and multiplied. The word of God continued to increase and multiply. And the seventh statement in Acts chapter 16, verse 5, you know, God says here, so the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. You know, churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increase in numbers. Yeah. So every church, everywhere, they were strengthened in the faith. Yeah. And that God was working in every little church, in every little corner, yeah, that they were strengthened in faith. And God increased them in their numbers. And daily, there was a daily growth that was happening there. So we see here that God did not only daily add to the disciples right in the beginning, you know, but he continued to work in every church. 
you know, every little church that there was growth, there was increase, you know, that the church was increasing. And that's what I believe. I believe that, you know, God is working in every believer. God is working in every church, you know, that you might be pastoring a little church somewhere, in a little corner somewhere, you know, that the Holy Spirit will work in your church. You know, and even as, you allow, as we allow the Holy Spirit to work and minister, he will work. You know, just like he worked here in every church, that he will work and he will strengthen our faith. You know, he will be there. And that's what he did over ages, you know, since the first century until today, that he has been working in every church, strengthening every church. And he says that they increase in numbers daily. You know, and the eighth statement that we see, it's in Acts chapter 19, verse 20. You know, it says, so the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. You know, the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. And so I believe that the word of the Lord will continue to increase. It is continuing to increase, and it is prevailing mightily. And I believe that the word of the Lord in your life will continue to grow, you know, that the working of the Lord in your life will continue to grow and will continue to increase mightily. Yeah. And the last statement, you know, in uh, statement number nine, in Acts chapter 28, here is Paul. Now he's in house arrest in, uh, uh, in Rome. And he says, and, 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 and I like Luke, he closes with this, with this theme, this thread, you know, showing that this is what has been happening over time. So he closes in, in this, you know, in verse 30 and verse 31. Acts 28, verse 30 and 31. He says, Paul lived there two whole years at his own expense. Welcome all who came to him. So people were coming, and he was preaching to them. And he says, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. So he spoke. The word of God, as people came to hear and to listen to the word of God. And, you know, ultimately, he was in Rome, and that's where the book of Acts ends, you know, right in Rome. And right in Rome, he's saying that the Lord was working, you know, that the Holy Spirit was working also through Paul in the ministry. You know, even as he ministered, that the Holy Spirit was working through him. You know, so that's what we see here. And in some of the epistles, Paul talks about greet those that are in the, the that are of the household of Caesar. Now Caesar was the emperor at that time. So meaning that right in the household of Caesar, the word reached and people got saved, and they gave their lives to Jesus. Now, that is the power of the Holy Spirit. So let me close by this, that, 
you know, when we, uh, we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, he will work through us. It does not matter that maybe you are alone at home safe and the rest of your family is not born again. You know, when you work with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help you and the Holy Spirit will touch the rest of your family. And as I said in the beginning, that it's not only about preaching the gospel, it's, but it's about also living our Christian life. The Bible says that bodily exercises profits a little, but godliness is profitable for this life that we're living and also for the life to come. You know, that when we serve God, when we have the Holy Spirit working and living through our lives, that he will be ministering unto us he will be ministering in our lives. He will be helping us not only to live our Christian lives, but also generally in life, he will be there. And so the prayer of my heart today is that you would always follow. Let us always follow the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit. That even as he guides us and he leads us, that let us follow his leading. Let us follow his direction. Let us follow his plan. He will help you. does not matter what you're going through today. The Holy Spirit is there to help you, to guide you in that area where you are at um, right now. And so I pray that God would be with you in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you right now. Father, I pray right now for your children. I pray for your brethren, Lord. I pray that you be with them by your spirit. I pray that you guide and lead them. I pray, mighty God, that even as they live their lives, Lord, even as they open up to the Holy Spirit, even as they allow the Holy Spirit to work fully in their lives, that the Holy Spirit would guide them and lead them and direct them and order them wherever they are going in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, mighty God, for doing that by your Spirit. Lord, I pray that even as we are looking forward to this uh, week, that, God, you would help your children. You would be there for them by your spirit, that this week will be a great week, a great week of seeing you working in their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, mighty God, for doing that by your spirit. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time, even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.